Well, hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you're having a blessed day and you had a great weekend. We had a good show with Hagman on Friday, uh, talked about a whole array of different things, including a lot of what we're starting to see now with the populace starting to wake up. Huge percentage of people all across the country are starting to realize that maybe exercise, maybe fresh air, maybe some sunshine and some high-quality vitamin C and vitamin D is pretty much the only thing you need to do to make sure you maintain a healthy immune system right now. And more and more people are starting to wake up to this, and Doug and I talked about that in detail. So, again, thank you for the support of Health Masters and getting the truth and news out there. You can also sign up for our free weekly newsletter. We send the show links and different article links on that email site all the time and send them directly to your email inbox. So again, thank you for that. Also too, first thing that I wanted to bring up because I found this to be very interesting, as Austria now, the country Austria, has started to have numerous protests about what's going on with the lockdowns, with the mask, with the ridiculous nonsense that we have now pretty much seen all across the world to show it doesn't stop anything and it doesn't slow anything. It's simply for a tyrannical government to gain more control. Australia now, out of nowhere, has pretty much suspended their use of the AstraZeneca COVID vaccine, allegedly vaccine, after a death and serious illness almost directly after the shot. Austrian authorities have suspended inoculations of the AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine as a precaution while investigating the death of one person and the severe illness of another. They said they basically had two reports in direct connection with a vaccination from the same batch from the AstraZeneca vaccine. One 49-year-old woman died as a result of a severe coagulation disorder. 49 years old, guys, 49, basically blood started coagulating. She, she died in cardiac arrest. It was a horrible death. 49 years old, no other health issues that they knew of. Another one was 35 years old, ended up developing a pulmonary embolism in her lungs and basically almost died and had to go to the ER right after the vaccine. This is some weird stuff. seems like the AstraZeneca shot that they're promoting is just right up there with Pfizer and Moderna as far as its toxicity levels. And so Austria has now basically halted the injection campaign on that. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting. We're now seeing that Governor Abbott down in Texas has now deployed the state's National Guard and state troopers to respond to the growing border crisis. If you watch mainstream news, you wouldn't think of much of anything going on down at the southern border right now. In fact, you probably wouldn't even think anything's happening. Well, in turn, if you talk to people that are actually down there, uh, it's getting pretty bad again, especially now that the bumbling buffoon is in office. He has pretty much now directly said and promoted, come in. The country's wide open. We'll give you free food. We'll give you free money. We'll give you free housing. We'll give you free everything. I reported last week from AP and multiple other sites that basically kind of quietly released this, but they were stating that to house the children refugees that were coming in from the southern border was on average $775 per day is what it stated on the bill, roughly $23,000 a month per 
child to take care of them. Now, it doesn't take a mathematician to realize that those are some massively overbloated numbers, and there's obviously money being massively wasted and massively utilized in another direction. But what we have seen now is that the increase in southern borders in Texas has become so horrific now, and nothing will be done from the administration that Governor Abbott had to, Governor Abbott had to step in. They stated that the uh, Border Patrol announced in Texas they apprehended approximately 10 thousand migrants in the Rio Grande Valley sector during a seven day period ended on Wednesday. That was Breitbart, Texas reported that. And what's interesting now is they're saying that the Biden administration has shattered an all time record for unoccupied migrant children being moved to shelters in February. The Department of Health and Human Services placement of more than seven thousand minors in shelter in February alone Right now, it's what's happening, and this is exactly what I brought up the other day as far as the cost they're doing. Remember, human trafficking is now one of the most lucrative black, you know, uh, as far as black ops or, say, you know, black market commodities you can do. There's a movie, uh, The Second Sicario. It goes into detail to that, and he asked one of the CIA guys, he goes, what, what do you think is the most lucrative commodity coming out of the southern border? And he goes, well, you know, 20 years ago, I'd say it's, you know, dope, well, you know, cocaine and marijuana. He said, now it's human trafficking. He goes, because it's a repeat purchase repeat sale because majority of the time these guys get caught they get deported they pay to go back again they pay these coyotes to take them over if they die if they get caught if they basically drown doesn't matter they already got paid to go and they'll come back again and do it again if they have to and so this has become an actual market down there and when you have the sitting president of the united states which in my opinion he is an illegitimate president due to the theft and thievery of the election but that's another story when you say doesn't matter who you are, where you're at. You pretty much have open access to the country, and we're going to give you stimulus checks if you apply for one, and we're going to give you free everything if you come here. I mean, who isn't going to come there? I'll be honest with you. I mean, if I, if I was in another country struggling and the president of another country, you know, the United States said, hey, come on in, man. We got free food, free housing, free welfare, free everything you want. Just come in and hang out. That's all you got to do is just get here. You're going to motivate the vast majority of just about everybody to come in and take the free handout, and this is why they're promoting it, because it is such an effective tool and strategy to undermine and bring down a large empire such as the United States. You've already seen what's happened in Germany. You've already seen what's happened in Paris. You've already seen what's happened in the UK. All these states or countries, excuse me, in Euro that were very, very pro-open border due to their you know, <laughs> tyrannical leaders – They've pretty much all almost collapsed in a giant aspect of just chaos, violence, crime. I mean, I, I've looked at multiple things in Germany. We have family in Germany and large portions of Germany like Berlin and stuff like that. I mean, they're, you don't see hardly any Germans there anymore. It's like all migrants. You go to Paris. You know, for a couple of ours basically went on a honeymoon trip, I remember, a year ago, and they said they were they're super excited to go to France and go to Paris. And I said, well, let me know how you deal with the migrants. And they go, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, you don't probably know this because a lot of people don't even, you know, notice it. I said, but Paris is pretty much completely and totally taken over by third world country migrants. I said, there's mattresses everywhere. I said, and they'll tell you when you get there, do not go out at night. Now, most of the areas. And it's funny, they came back from the trip. I asked them, I said, well, how is everything? They said, well, overall, you know, we had a pretty good trip, you know, backpacking through Europe. They said, but 
man, you're right about Paris. They said, we didn't even want to stay there. We actually changed our reservations after like the second night. They said it was so horrific. Every time we went somewhere, we went to a hotel, they told us, listen, once it gets dark, do not go outside. You guys are basically, you know, white, Euro, American individuals. Do not go out there. You probably won't come back or you're going to get in a fight or you're going to get knifed. And they're like, no, 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 that's fine. So they kind of ventured out a little bit to the early part of the night, you know, dusk. And they said it was like a whole, like, dark world came out. They said just migrants everywhere. You hear people yelling. You hear people cussing. Everybody's selling dope. Everybody's drunk and sleeping on mattresses passed out. And I said, this this is what happens. <laughs> this is what occurs when you allow this. And it's sad to see that. But it appears that's exactly what they're trying to do to undermine the United States. And so here we are in 2021, and it's time for us to start making a stand for what we're going to allow and what we're going to continue to subject our country and our younger generations to, Deb. What do you think? Well, a few years ago, Savannah wanted to go to Paris. And I told her, I said, you don't want to go to Paris. <laughs> this was like three years ago. And, uh, I said, you don't want to go there. I said, it's not what you think it is. You know, you see the, you know, morning, the movies, you know, breakfast at Tiffany's or in all these different things or where they go to Paris or that one movie that, uh, starred that one actress, I forgot her name a few years ago in which, you know, she was getting married to an older guy and she went to Paris to find herself and all these other crazy movies that are out there on that topic. And, you know, I told, Savannah, I said, you know, we've been there, you know, a few years ago. I said, it's not what you think. I said, there's mattresses on the streets, uh, people urinating on the streets, they're defecating on the streets. I said, uh, it's awful. This is unbelievably crime ridden. They're having to put like plexiglass around the bottom of the Eiffel Tower now to prevent people from vandalizing and doing crazy stuff over there, setting bombs off. I said, this is not what you think it is. And we were there for a couple of days. She goes, man, dad, she goes, I didn't think it was be like this. This is awful. And I said, yeah, I know. And I said, it's still beautiful. It's still a beautiful city, but it's in a state of decay because of what happened. And this morning, it, it was interesting. I, I got a text from one of my German relatives and, uh, it's, 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 it's pretty sad actually because I've been sending this individual, uh, multiple texts, multiple emails to read. And she said that Germany is slowly opening, but it's not enough that Germany is destroyed. Those are her words. Quote, Germany is destroyed. Many, many businesses are broke and many people are unemployed. And, you know, this means no work means no money. And it's very, very hard for many Germans. It has destroyed Germany. And I texted her back and I said, this is Angela Merkel, who was raised a hardcore communist in East Germany. I said, this is the international bankers. They're still so angry at Germany that in 1938, Hitler stepped out of the Rothschild banking empire fiat currency and started printing his own debt free money. They're so angry about that. They, they, they basically swore blood vengeance against the German people to destroy the DNA. This is the same thing they did against the Russians back in 1812 when basically the Rothschilds were going to take over all of Europe with their central banks. And the czar at that time in Russia, the, the king, basically paid off the debt, loaned the money to these other European principalities to not have to have the Rothschilds come in. And the Rothschilds swore a blood vengeance against Russia. And then a hundred years later, they came in and they killed the entire machine gun, the entire family and basically brought communism into Russia. That's the extent of the resolve of the international banking Kabbalist satanic community who run the world through fiat currency. And now they've destroyed Germany. And I feel sorry for Germany because, you know, Germany was pretty much debt free. 
It had a surplus economy because it was exports. In other words, they could borrow money from the Fed, but their money they were bringing in from the excess surplus they were sending out, being an export country, was able to keep the national debt pretty much minimal. And then they had, then they forced them to take on the grid, all the, the, all of that debt from the Europe, for the European Union to take, force the German people to take on all the debt from Greece. Oh yeah, I had to sign off on all. This is all Angela Merkel. And then they, then they brought in millions and millions of un, unskilled migrants, you know, some of them out of Somalia with 57 IQs who couldn't run complex machinery. And they flooded Europe through Germany and Angela Merkel allowed it basically and destroyed Europe to bring in a mestizo race to get rid of culture, to get rid of nationalism in all the European countries. That was the point of all of this stuff. Now, in Austria now, having, they had a massive protest this weekend, and they said you know, they said that Kurtz, the president, must go. As over 15,000, which means there's probably three or four times that amount, of anti-lock demonstrators marched through Vienna. And Vienna is a beautiful city. I've been there many times. It's probably one of the most beautiful cities in the world. But again, it's being overrun with migrants also. They're everywhere. You think, well, these migrants have a right to come into Europe. Okay, they do. I agree with you. They have a right to come here to the United States too. But it needs to be, it needs to be through proper immigration. If you don't have it come in through proper immigration and you allow these people to come in from other countries, they overwhelm the infrastructure. They have overwhelmed the roads. They overwhelm the toilets. They overwhelm the jobs. They overwhelm everything. And then pretty soon you have a perfect example of Cloward and Piven, which is, again, a Frankfurt School teaching that was brought to Columbia University with Cloward and Piven, who said that you could destroy the United States by destroying the republic by social welfare systems and overload it, make it top-heavy so nobody wants to work anymore and everybody wants free stuff. That's exactly what they've done. And that's where we have found the United States going now for the past, you know, 70 years, 80 years, until we now are to a point where Biden just throws the borders open, tells all these illegal immigrants they're going to get stimulus checks. And think about this. The people in the United States that are making like more than 80000 a year, which is a pretty good income. It really is. But they're not going to get a stimulus check, even though they're the ones who paid like so many taxes. <laughs> they're not going to get any of their money back. But the migrants who come in who don't pay any taxes, he's telling them they're all going to get stimulus checks. And you're like, what the heck? I mean, why do they get stimulus checks? So now only are they not getting free telephones and free stimulus checks and free housing and free food. It's all to cripple the United States and increase our debt load to destroy nationalism, to destroy the United States, and to bring in basically the new world order and the one world government and the one world religion, Krislav. And then we have all of these different groups of people. And, you know, we got – and what's happened is we've taken the – we've taken Christianity and we've we've basically – we fabricated false parts of it. You know, we, we, I mean, we really, really have. We've come in here now, and we've got these, this, this, this name it, claim it, blab it, grab it group, and they want to believe that everything that they speak about they're going to get. It doesn't matter if it belongs to somebody else or not. If they want it, they're going to get it, even if they have to steal it from somebody else, I guess. I don't know. And, again, the church has allowed this type of heresy to be taught. And you think, well, why would they do this? Well, the reason they do this and the reason they do all of this stuff is because a lot of these pastors in the pulpit aren't doing what they're supposed to do. They're not telling the truth of what's really, really going on. They're, they're, they, get, they get caught up also in this word of faith movement. Now, guys, you know, I've told you guys so many times that you've got to pray right. You can't be speaking negative stuff over you and your family. But a lot of these guys teach I'm not joking you. They teach that we, when we become Christians, are gods, you know, with a little g. I mean, like real gods, like, you know, like, like you'd see in some crazy movie. 
and, and they and they want people to believe that they're gods and they can do whatever they want to do and speak whatever they want into existence and that basically they don't and can't be told by anybody else that they're wrong and the stuff that they come up with is some of the quotes that they say are absolutely insane. And, and you think, well, why would they do that? Well, because these guys have found a way to take a lot of weak-willed people who are basically financially destitute, to be honest with you guys, and they get them to say, well, if you confess this or you confess that or you do this or you do that, then basically you can have it. You can, If you claim it, you can have it. You name it, you can claim it. And all the stuff that happens is this group of people who basically start giving their money to these TV evangelists, they find out very quickly, the vast majority of them, that their lives don't change. In fact, some cases their lives get worse because now they can't pay their utility bills and they can't pay their mortgages. I've heard these guys say before. I've heard them say it personally. If it comes a choice between giving me money or basically paying your utility bill or paying your mortgage, you give me the money. And you think, oh, wait a minute. That's crazy. Well, yeah, it is crazy. And, and this is why years ago I came out with a CD series. In fact, we still have some of them available at the office. I, I think it's the last CD set we have left. It's called Maximum Success, How to Live Disease-Free, Debt-Free, and Worry-Free. And we tell you that there are all kinds of things that you have to do to be successful and to be blessed by God. You think, well, what do you mean all kinds of things? Well, let's look at your beacon score. If you've got a 300 beacon score because you don't pay your bills, okay, and you, and you, or, or you don't want to work, like so many people just stop working now that they've basically been told they can't be evicted, and you don't want to do what you're supposed to do in order to be a man of your word or a woman of your word, and then you're saying to God, "Oh, thank you for the, uh, you know, for the uh, for the Gulfstream jet I'm going to get." And you're like, "Wait a minute, you don't even work at all, and now you want a Gulfstream jet?" We're not little gods. Let me explain to you, you know, what what we are. Okay, we are human beings that are sinful by nature, and when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior, we are then connected to Almighty God, through Jesus Christ, to God himself, to the Holy Spirit, through a blood covenant that allows us at that point to be part of the covenant with God Almighty. But that doesn't mean that God's a vending machine. He's going to give you everything that you want if you don't do what's right. And he's not going to give you everything you want if you do what's right. It's, it's one of those craziest things that people don't get, and they believe they can name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, and get everything. And these faith preachers, that's what they're called, have gone out now, and they've done all kinds of crazy stuff. And you kind of go, well, why in the world are you guys saying this stuff? Why? Well, when you find out, you start looking at these guys. Well, these guys, some of these guys are like billionaires. I mean, absolute billionaires. And and you think, well, why is that a problem? Well, I don't have a problem with people being wealthy. I really don't. I don't have a problem with people working hard and having a business and being a plumber or being an electrician or or you know or, or whatever. Then make it to me, to me, and you're blessed. And you have a good business. The problem is, is when you say that you know because of who you are as a little god that you gain an attitude of superiority and you start to think that you're better and you don't have to be answerable to anybody. And a lot of these guys have these, these ministries in which they don't have any accountability to anybody. And they, they believe that any criticism of their doctrine is an attack by those who are not quote unquote spiritually mature or who've not had a quote higher revelation. And all of these things happen and they go after people who say that these guys are nuts. And I'm not saying they're all nuts, but I'm saying is a lot of this stuff is saying that you're a God it's pretty nuts, all right? We're not gods. This isn't the movie Ghostbusters, okay? We don't have, we're not running around like little gods doing weird things. That is not us. What we are is a fallen creature, a fallen human being made in God's image, 
sinful by nature, that when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior, he changes us. His Holy Spirit comes into us, and we're allowed at that point to share, you know, a tiny, tiny bit, whatever our body, whatever we can handle, in a little tiny bit of God's omnipotence, omniscience, omnipresence because of the covenant that we're in with him, and he gives us insight and knowledge, and he lets us know what we should and shouldn't do. He writes his word on our heart. Like I said to you guys last week, Christianity is not a continuism, continuation of Judaism. It's basically a rejection of Judaism. And a lot of these things and a lot of the stuff that these preachers are preaching is from the Gnostic Gospels, which is not of God. And we need to understand that. We need to understand where in the world the stuff came from. In fact, a lot of it came from a guy by the name of Essex W. Kenyon, E-S-S-E-X-W-K-E-Y-O-N, I'll spell it again, E-S-S-E-X-W-K-E-N-Y-O-N. And he was basically influenced by metaphysical science and, and cults such as Christian science, the unity of Christian, you know, church school of Christianity and the church of religious science. And, and it got a lot of his different training from different organizations. And he also was influenced by Gnostic ideas during his training. And all of this stuff ends up coming back to these guys who basically want to believe that they can control, you know, God by speaking certain things. And, you know, and see, the thing about it is, guys, it doesn't work that way. We have to understand that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, but through who? Through Christ, not through ourselves. We are not gods. And I really didn't want to go into this today because I've, I've, I've been doing some research over over the weekend because it gets so weird because so many of these people believe such weird stuff. But guys, listen to me for a second. Let me say it to you one more time. We are, we are born through the Holy Spirit, born again through the Holy Spirit, through the blood of the Lamb, through Jesus Christ as a blood covenant. And we have a relationship with God Almighty. We are not gods. I'm going to say that multiple times probably during today's show, but you got to get that. You know, you know, we still answer to the great I am because you will call his name. If you're born again, you have a relationship with him. Jesus, he is the Lamb of God. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the Counselor, the Good Shepherd, the Savior. They really believe that any of us, listen to this silly nonsense some of these guys teach, that any of us could have died on a cross and been sacrificed for the sins of humanity once we accept Christ because we're all, quote, little gods. It gets so twisted and so messed up, guys. That it's, it's, it's just, it's heresy is what it is. It's pure, I just say it, here we go again, Kabbalah. And a lot of these guys who got involved with this stuff and started teaching this stuff a long time ago, I can give you a list of names, they were 33 degree Masons, and they had been trained from the Zohar, and they use a lot of this teaching and this Gnosticism in what they believe and what they speak, and it has really corrupted the Christian church. I just thought I'd mention that to you guys, kind of a weird topic to talk about this morning on the show, but I wanted to bring it up to you. Austin, what do you think of what's your next story, bud? You know, absolutely. A lot, a lot of this stuff has gotten very, very strange, and it will continue to get stranger. And I think we're, we're starting to reach the point now where God's not going to have, I mean, God Almighty, he's not going to have much sympathy on this country anymore, primarily because of what we're allowing to have happen to these young children. There's now a report in California that they're talking about trying to introduce a bill to mandate all stores in the kids' sections have to be gender neutral, meaning if you go into the mall, if you go into Macy's, if you go into any place to buy clothes and there's a kids' section, the boys and girls area can't be listed as the boys and girls area because it needs to be inclusive for everybody. Now, not only is that 
unbelievably idiotic and confusing if you're actually trying to go legitimately shopping for clothes. But B, the question that I asked immediately and that nobody apparently wants to address with that bill, why is that not being mandated for the adult section? Just thought I'd throw that out there. Why is that specifically being directed towards children? Why do we have these transgender library story times where they're trying to basically groom these young children? Why are we teaching kids in California about gender-neutral ideas and basically all this type of perverted sexual ideology in you know, first, second, third grade? Why is that being directed? I've told you guys before. If somebody's 18 years old and they want to go take gender studies at a university and get a complete and totally erroneous degree that has no useful purpose and go get $100,000 in debt because they're a moron, that's their choice. At that point in time, they're just an idiot and they're an adult, and they want to go get a useless degree and a useless study that has no purpose in the actual marketplace. But subjecting education mandated, I would say, also, too. I mean, kids have to go to school. They have to have some type of education, so to speak. They can't just, you know, live out on the prairie and not have anything. They're supposed to have some type of school. To mandate that that's the stuff they have to learn and talk about is downright egregious. I mean, quite frankly, I mean, it's, 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 it's horrible. And now you actually, I saw earlier today now, now apparently they do have the uh, votes, the signatures to recall Newsom now. So apparently they're they're introducing it. They have the votes. They've had enough of this clown over there, Governor Nuisance in California, and they're finally – I guess there's some people in California that are still sick of it. And I mean I know I, I talk a lot about California because a lot of dumb stuff they do out there, but I do know, and I told you guys before, I know there's a lot of places in California that are still very, very conservative. I especially know in North California, there's a big you know, rural section with a lot of agriculture and stuff like that, and there's a lot of people out there that do not like anything that's going on in Southern California. And California is a beautiful state. I think that's why it troubles me so much. I've been out there many a times and it's a gorgeous state. The weather's incredible. The landscape's incredible. The agriculture's incredible. And the problem is now they've just been infiltrated by so many liberals. They've pretty much taken over the place now. And now a a minority of the area and southern areas and stuff like that have now decided they're going to dictate what the rest of the entire state does. That's why, if you remember, years ago they were talking about splitting it in half. We have North California and South California. Basically, they're North California wanted to secede. Basically, they're like, dude, we're, we've had enough of your lunacy down there. This is idiotic. But again, you know, that's very, very difficult to do. You have to have a huge, huge vote for that. And uh, the problem is the globalist boys don't want that to happen. It's too reminding of everybody of what happened with the Civil War and why it was basically fought. And it wasn't at all fought about slavery. It was about states' rights, and it was about unjust taxation, and it was about the South saying we've had enough of the North's you know, nonsense, and we're no longer going to deal with you and your high taxes, and we're going to ship stuff straight to England now. We're not even going to send stuff to you anymore. And that's one of the main reasons why the entire Civil War came about. But also, to another news, this is something that's very interesting. There has been now some Freedom of Information Acts and also an article, a big study that has now been compiled with all this information called the COVID-19 Data Collection, Comorbidity, and Federal Law, a Historical Retrospective. And it was authored by about 12 different individuals. 
And this is really, really, really bad for the CDC, what they're basically coming out with. And it's ironic. It's what we have talked about for years. And essentially what they're doing is they're taking facts, they're taking what was done last year, and they're taking general law that was in place before, and they're accusing the CDC of violating federal law by directly inflating coronavirus fatality numbers according to study information obtained by National File. And what they go on to say here is essentially the groundbreaking peer-reviewed research asserts that the CDC willfully violated multiple federal laws, including the Information Quality Act, the Paperwork Reduction Act, and the Administrative Procedures Act at minimum. They said most notably the CDC illegally acted new rules for data collection and reporting exclusively for COVID-19 that resulted in a minimum of a 1,600% inflation of the current COVID fatality totals. The researchers demonstrate that the CDC failed to apply for mandatory federal oversight and failed to open mandatory period for public scientific comment in both instances as required by federal law before enacting new rules for data collecting. The CDC is required to be in full compliance with all federal laws, even during emergency situations. The research asserts that the CDC essentially willfully compromise the accuracy and integrity of all COVID-19 cases and fatality data from the onset of the crisis in order to fraudulently inflate case and fatality data. On March 24th, if you guys remember, the CDC published the new COVID-19 alert number two document instructing medical examiners, coroners, and physicians to de-emphasize all underlying cause of deaths, also referred to as pre-existing conditions or comorbidities, by recording them in Part 2 rather than Part 1 of the death certificate. So when you look at a death certificate, you have the main information of the patient, and then you have basically Part 1 of death, which is pretty much generally always taken as this is the primary reason. If it was a suicide with a shotgun blast to the face, that's Part 1. That's graphic, but that's that's what they put on Part 1. If they had diabetes and they had heart disease, that's really erroneous, and it's generally on part two if they find something like that. What they did was they told them that all underlying causes of death basically are expected to result in COVID-19 being the underlying cause of death. So what happened was anything that they were sick with, any disease they had, anything that essentially caused them to already have problems health-wise automatically and mandatorily had to be put on section two, if they had any symptoms, if they had a test, if the doctor even assumed they had COVID just by saying, well, they basically didn't have taste or smell and they had a sore throat and they didn't feel good and they came in with COVID-19 symptoms and then they died from a heart attack. It's a COVID-19 death, even without a test. And you guys remember we talked about it in detail. And the problem with this was this was a major rule that all major underlying conditions or comorbidities be listed in part one, according to the CDC's 2003 Coroner's Handbook on Death Registration and Fetal Death Reporting and the Physician's Handbook on Medical Certification of Death, which instructed death reporting professionals nationwide to report underlying conditions in part one for the last 17 years. This single change resulted in a significant inflation of COVID-19 fatalities by instructing COVID-19 be listed a part one of death certificate as a definitive cause of death, regardless of confirmation evidence. 
This, again, and you guys know, if you guys heard last month, I did a huge expose on the CDC and what completely and totally insane, out-of-control agency they are. Remember, they're like a spiderweb branch off the health department. They don't really have any significant oversight. They pretty much do whatever they want. They also do not get only federal budget money, meaning they also have a 501c3 corporation branch off of the CDC that can take donations from any entity, and they do not have any type of disclosure act, meaning it doesn't matter if Bill Gates donates a billion dollars to the CDC. They use that as budgetary money as it trickles down in. They don't have to disclose where it came from. They're a completely and totally out-of-control agency. And this is why they do what they want. They come in and say, guess what? We're putting out a proclamation now. Everybody has to wear a mask on any public transit, including Uber, in the entire country now. And everybody goes, oh, the CDC said it. They don't have that level of authority, my friends. I looked it up. There is nowhere where they have the ability to start going in and mandating laws to the point you can get fined for not following a health guideline like wearing something as erroneous as a mask. They don't have it. There's nothing to support that claim. The problem with it is so many people have been trained decade after decade after decade to always respect authority no matter what. doesn't matter what it says. If it's an authority figure, you do what they say and you do what they tell you right when they tell you to do it. Now, in some cases, I have to admit, a certain authority is over you for a reason. There's certain areas and places that you probably should do your best to listen. If you're getting pulled over and an officer says, don't reach into the glove box when you tell them you have a firearm, it's probably best you don't reach into the glove box at that second. You say, okay, what do you want me to do? There's a firearm in the glove box. That's where my registration is. How do you want to handle this, sir? Because quite frankly, I don't want to get shot in the face by a cop because I'm going for a gun that I told him I have in the you know glove box. I'm simply just going for the registration. So at certain points in time, it's it's a good idea to follow authority. However, there's also a certain time, and our founding fathers were very clear on this, when you start having authority tell you to do erroneous things that are unhealthy for you, that are going to cause more health problems down the line for you, like wearing one and two masks on your face, even just walking around outside in areas. You know, I told you the CDC now, they're bringing in new guidelines on how you need to wear a mask on all boat charters, boat charters, so any public boating. So if you go on a boat charter, they're telling you you need to wear a mask the whole time which is – I'm not even going to get into how idiotic that is. But so this is what's going on now. So this article from the National File and this article that basically has been published now is by simply to get the information out there. This is very, very important we understand that this is why they did this. They had to inflate the numbers because it was not spreading. It was not killing as aggressively as they needed it to. You All you simply have to do is look at the flu cases, and you get a real clear picture how we go normally from a couple hundred thousand flu cases and you know, 10, 50, 60,000 flu deaths every year. The CDC is openly pushed all the time to now all of a sudden, I think in the United States, we've had 500 flu cases. Entire season just disappeared. Why? Because – the flu has turned into COVID cases. That's what everything's blamed on now. This is exactly why they even said the PCR test and the individuals that have used the PCR test and the um, times that they basically actually magnify it is completely and totally erroneous to figure out about COVID. It's erroneous. It digs so deep to a certain point that if it finds any viral particle, it flags. Well, I mean, 
That's cool. So basically it doesn't matter what virus you have in your system. And what this was done to do was to continue to push the asymptomatic spreading narrative. Since never in history have we heard about people being so sick, so contagious, so out of control spreading it that they didn't even know they had the sickness and they were completely asymptomatic from such a deadly virus. We've never heard that ever before in history, but yet it completely changed the rules. So then everybody's scared of one another, and that's what the entire thing of the mask has been about. They want to make everybody reminded and scared of COVID. Think about this for a second. If there was no mask mandate, nobody really said crap about masks, and there was no – really nobody's really watching CNN babble anymore. Everybody's like, we've had enough of CNN. Would anybody really even talk or notice anything about COVID anymore? Honestly, would you really think about it? If somebody got sick, well, okay, let's, let's hop up some vitamin C and D3 and knock it out. And of course, people die, and that happens every single year regardless of any virus. But if there were no mask mandates and people didn't watch the news, majority of people wouldn't even think about COVID anymore. The mask is there to remind you to be scared. The mask is there to make you live in fear, and the mask is designed to take you away from God Almighty, essentially, by covering your face by making you terrified of going outside and being around anybody to not remember God has not given you a spirit of fear. So let's establish this. Fear was not given to you by God Almighty. Well if you're wearing a mask because you're scared of getting a virus that basically has a ninety nine point nine percent survival rate, you're not living in reality anymore. You're living in fear. This is why they've tried to mandate these all across these areas and this is why they're getting so much pushback. And this is why I've encouraged you. If you're at a job, if you're at a business and they're trying to force you on this, completely and totally make sure you speak your mind on it. And also, too, you have the ability to put in formal health complaints. Anytime you have the ability to do that, do so to business because if you make a formal health complaint, remember this, now all of a sudden – If they try to terminate you over something, you can say, listen, I've put in five formal health complaints. I've had issues with asthma now. I've had issues with lightheadedness. I've had issues with dizziness. I'm having issues breathing at work because they're forcing me to wear a mask. Well, now all of a sudden, if they try to say, well, we're terminating you now, you say, oh, you're terminating me. Why? Because I have a health condition? This American Disability Act doesn't allow you to terminate me because I have a health condition. And you now have basically set the stage for more protection. And on top of that, more employees at more stores, if they all start making formal complaints, they're going to start seeing this at the corporate offices. Majority of these requirements are from the very top down simply for a liability perspective. They want to make sure that if somebody gets sick, they can't come back and sue the business because the business didn't mandate their mask wearing. That's what a lot of it has come down to now. Because everybody's gotten so sue happy now. It, I mean, that's the world we live in now. Everybody wants to sue everybody for anything they can possibly lo- a lawsuit over now. Doesn't matter what it is. If they think they can get money on it, they're going to sue you over it. And unfortunately, that's what we live in. But again, always remember. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of sound mind. And also, I say on top of that, common sense. He gave us a brain for a reason. Let's all use it. Let's all stand up. Let's all be free. And let's all take this country back. What do you think, Dad? Well, the whole thing about it is, and you were mentioning it earlier, is why do people listen to these basically edicts from the government? I mean, why do we follow things like this? Uh, there's a if you if you guys go back, there was a, there was a thing that was done right after the. It's the Nuremberg trials, and it was called the Milgram Experiment. It was a, in 1962. They did a full documentary on it. And I've posted it on the website, 
It's now an infamous experiment that shows basically that Yale University professor Stanley Milgram tested the limits of human obedience to authority and that Milgram believed was convicted following the trial of Nazi Adolf Eichmann, who used the Nuremberg defense, basically that orders are orders. The Milgram experiment clearly showed that people would act against their own judgment and harm another person to extreme lengths simply because they were told to do so, like attacking somebody in a store because they're not wearing a mask. And see, with societal norms rapidly changing and an increasingly authoritative environment emerging, it raises the question of whether or not the public will continue to blindly obey these authoritarians who are telling us what to do. In this experiment by Milgram, he actually would have people shock, supposedly, the person being tested, and the person basically shocking them would be the subject, and they would actually continue to increase the voltage until the person answered the way they wanted to, until the end, the voltage would actually kill the person, and many of the people actually killed the people because they were told to do it. Now, this was all fake. Nobody got Nobody was killed. But it was it was unbelievably stressful to the person who had to push the button to, to quote unquote electrocute the other person. I mean, it's insanity. And so I posted this on the on, on the site. So how far will we go? Will you go? We're the Nazi patrol. We're the mask Nazi patrol. We're going to walk through the neighborhoods, and if you don't have your mask on, we're going to basically beat you up, make you put a mask on. Where will it go? How far will people find fly you know follow? Blind authoritarian leadership. We've got to understand. We've got to ask that, that question. And then we got to look at all the doggone CDC data about how fake everything is. This entire pandemic is exactly that. It's fake. You know, the coronavirus is real. It has been. It has an H1 insertion in it. It's got a SARS insertion in it. It's got all these crazy things they've done to it, including a, you know, an AIDS insertion in it. It's a very, very powerful, basically, microbe that was engineered in a laboratory. But if you have D3, potassium iodide, C, and zinc in your system, your body can handle it unless you have a comorbidity like, like you're obese or you've got you know, some type of immune disorder. Then you've got a real problem with it. But, guys, it's insane how many people are believing the lies, and now they're not having to do the PCR testing you know, 40, 50 times, I guess, cycles to go more and more and more and more magnification. Now they're realizing that the vast majority of the people that have been hospitalized or been told that they've had COVID – Many cases don't even have it. They may have the flu or may have pneumonia or have something else. And this is the problem that we're running into. People continue to believe the lie. I mean, the entire world right now is filled with fake news. It's all fake. Unbelievable fake news. We got fake news that the, that basically the people marched on Washington, D.C. and they took over the Capitol building. We had a massive insurrection in D.C. No! We had a few dozen people kind of get a little bit too you know, aggressive up there and did a couple stupid things. But was it a massive thing in which millions of people marched on the Capitol? I mean, we got fake journalism. We got all these people lying all of the time. I mean, the New York Times, you can't believe anything those guys say. You got fake entertainment. You got basically the media not even telling the truth that almost every single NFL game is rigged. It's not even listed as a sport. It's listed as entertainment. And people still believe that these are real games and that these are real people, you know, doing, playing because they want to win a game or win a championship. It's all fixed. I told you, I had a friend of mine who's an NFL player. And he told me when he got out, they wanted him to work in, as a bookie to run bets. And they told him that every single NFL was game and all the major fixed. Any, every single NFL game was fixed and all of the major college games were fixed. That's his, that's his quote. I mean, this is where we are right now. And people get all caught up in this sports stuff and they get mad about it. They fly their flags and do all the other stuff. And they realize really quickly if they get into it long enough, why did the ref make that call? 
Why wasn't that call made? That was a horse collar. There were four refs standing by it, and nobody said anything. That was a face mask. He about tore his head off, and there were four refs standing beside it, and nobody said anything. Well, yeah, there's a reason, because they're told what to do. Then we have fake medicine. We have 12,000 deaths a year from unnecessary surgeries. We have 7,000 deaths from medication errors in hospitals. We got 20,000 deaths from other errors in hospitals. We have 80,000 deaths from infections in hospitals, and we have 100,000 deaths from differently and overprescribed and incorrectly prescribed medications. We've got 37,000 deaths from unnecessary procedures. 32,000 deaths, to, you know, due to related surgery. 98,000 deaths from medical error, 115,000 deaths from bed sores, 88,000 deaths from infection, 108,000 deaths from malnutrition, 199,000 deaths related to outpatients, and 106,000 deaths related, related from adverse drug relations. I mean, all of this stuff is linked to this, quote-unquote, Rockefeller-Rothschild medical complex. And then we have this fake scientific research, you know, backing the Rockefeller's Western medicine big pharma cartel, a massive pile of fake scientific research because they pay for the research themselves and they tell the researchers this is the outcome that we want and if you can't provide that outcome we will not use you again not give you millions of dollars anymore and all of this stuff continues all the time we've got fake food we've got hydrogenated oils we've got trans fats we got all of the things that are so toxic that are still in the food supply we got soy oil and almost everything that massively reduces the testosterone of men. And now we've got men with 50% reduced sperm counts all over the world because of the food we're giving them. We've got water that's been completely and totally loaded up with aluminum. It's been loaded up with fluoride. It's been loaded up with all kinds of chemicals in order to make it clear. It's basically fake water, and our body's got to filter it out. You know, we've got fiat money. It's not even real. It's, proclam- it's proclaimed. You know, it's worth such and such and such and such. It's fake money. You know, we've got a fake economy that's built basically on a house of cards. We've got a fake stock market. The stock market is higher than it's ever been, and there's no underlying things to make it this strong. There's not. I was talking to a guy yesterday over there at a um, swimming pool place, and he said that he can't even get spas, can't get this, that all the raw materials are no longer available because it's just stopped. Nobody has the stuff to make the stuff anymore. We got fake free trade agreements, and we got the doggone government lying about everything. Remember what happened with 9-11? There were $2.3 trillion missing that was announced the day before 9-11. The day before. And then the day of 9-11, the accounting office in the Pentagon was hit by something. It wasn't an airplane, probably a missile. You know, on 9-11, which destroyed all of those records. So that $2.3 trillion pretty much got unaccounted for. Then we had another $9 trillion supposedly allegedly missing from the government and from this military-industrial state. Then we got people that are on welfare that shouldn't even be on welfare. That's all fake. You know, people tell us we have a republic, but we're not a republic anymore. We're, running as a, we're being run as an oligarchical corporation. And all of this stuff, we've got fake elections. we got fake national security. we got fake defense. The educational system is probably the biggest fake thing of everything brought to us by the Frankfurt School, which doesn't teach critical thinking at all. It lets people just wander through life taking orders, being Pavlovian dogs, being trained on a behavioral modification continuum. We've got fake laws that don't even matter. People that basically don't have to answer to the law at all, like Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton that I talked about last week. who have been career lifelong grifters. They have done so many bad things. There's a trail of bodies 100 deep behind the Clintons. He was involved in Jeffrey Epstein. He was on the Loyola Express with Jeffrey Epstein. 
What did Bill Clinton say? Oh, well, you know, I knew him. He was a friend, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't even try to deny anything, but I didn't sleep with that woman. I mean, come on. We all know he never stops lying. All the stuff. You know, we have fake consent. We, we get tricked. People get tricked, you know, with their, their legal, you know, contracts they get, you know, with all of this stuff that you have on the internet that you have to agree to all of these things before you can even use your iPad or your computer or your software. It's just fake. You, you don't even know what you're signing. It's like 30, 40 pages long. And if you say no, now you can't use a computer anymore. You know, we have fake spirituality. We just talked about that a few minutes ago. We've got preachers in the pulpit who refuse to talk about anything I'm talking about right now. But they want to tell you that you can name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, and have everything you want. And that there is no need to have any type of moral change in your life if you become a Christian. That you don't have to have repentance. That you don't have to stop living a life that God says don't live. That you don't have to live a life of holiness. That you don't have to do anything. Heck, we've even got fake clouds with chemtrails. You know, you walk outside and you don't know what the weather's going to look like until you see how they're going to spray us today. I mean, it's horrible. We got a fake look. We got a fake war on terror. There's no terror war going on. George Bush declared that to keep us in a perpetual state of crisis. We got fake boogeymen and fake low nut killers and, and, you know, fake false flag events like Vegas. Do you remember the 9-11, what happened with all the crazy stuff? They were doing a, quote-unquote, military exercise with 9-11 that went hot. Then you got the Bali bombings of Indonesia of 2002. Then you got the Norway shooting of 2011. Sandy Hook, don't even forget Sandy Hook of 2012. The Boston Marathon bombing of 2013. The LAX shooting of 2013. Let's not forget what happened in 1967 with the Bay of Tonka or the Santa Barbara shooting of 2014, or the Malaysian Flight 17 of 2014, falsely blamed on Russia, or the Sydney Seas of Australia of 2014, or the Tunisia shooting of 2015, and the Charleston shooting of 2015. Don't even oh, – and look at what happened in Vegas. All of this stuff happens all the time. So now we have fake crisis actors, and we have fake pandemics like we have right now. And many people say that the actual moon landing with Apollo 11 didn't take place, but that we've been to the moon with other advanced technology. I mean, I believe we've been to the moon. That Apollo 11 stuff, I don't know. That's some weird stuff. And then you find out that every major astronaut that ever, quote, walked on the moon was like a 33-degree mason. And you go, what the heck? And none of them ever swore under oath that they basically walked on the moon when they got back. And when you ask them questions about it, they got angry to the point some of them punched other people for asking that question. I mean, you know, it's crazy what's going on. We have all of this stuff happening everywhere. Then they give us fake history, complete and total revisionist history that we don't even know how in the world we got here and what happened with World War II. And then all of this stuff is basically pushed on us, pushed on us, pushed on us by the Kabbalist entertainment system, which basically is reprogramming and rewriting the very minds and the hearts of these young children. Some big singer this weekend i'm not going to give you her name got all mad because youtube basically blocked one of her lesbian videos that she was doing i owe you one of those and now basically she got her video unblocked and you're like what the heck it's basically pornography why is it not being blocked on youtube oh she pitched a little you know biatch fit why because she had the authority and the power because she's probably a cabalist to basically push the people and push the strings and get it unblocked we get the ted nostra brower show we were yoked off of YouTube three years ago, over three years ago now, because we were telling you guys the truth. You see, this is what we've run ourselves into now in the United States of America. You don't even know what's going on, if anything's real, until you vent it. I had a friend of mine, Jim, over here yesterday. I hadn't seen him for like 46 years, a friend of mine from high school. 
And he was talking to me, and he said, well, how in the world do you vet your news? And I said, you got to go through multiple sources to vet it because there's so much fake information out there. And then we got fake websites that put up fake news. And then we get put up, I mean, it's insane. I've warned you guys about those so many times. They do it for clickbait for advertising revenue. They say something stupid like, United States is being attacked by Russia right now. There's nuclear missiles in the air. And everybody goes, click, 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 okay? And it goes viral, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm sorry, but that was, that was bad. We're going to have 10 days of darkness starting in three days. And they post it. Boy, my friend frantically panics. He started realizing this is nuts. I had to do a walk everybody off the wall about that very topic a few weeks ago, a few months ago. So it's crazy what's going on. And then this pandemic, this pandemic, this mess that they've done to us with the masks and the social distancing and the 666 everywhere, it's all fake. But the problem is, like that experiment showed, People will listen to voices of authority to the point of destroying themselves and destroying somebody else just to make sure they're in compliance. Guys, don't be in compliance with anything but the word of God. Like I said earlier, thou shalt call his name Jesus. He is the author. He is the perfecter. He is the finisher of our faith. He is Lord God Almighty. He is Lord of all. And he's the one that you answer to, and he's the one that you always put up front and you always make sure that whatever you do you try to bring honor and glory to him because like solomon said the last couple of verses of ecclesiastes the only thing that matters is to serve god and obey his commandments for the sole duty of man except jesus christ is your lord and your savior i'll add that that's so important and to realize we can do all things through christ who strengthens us and this is the day the lord hath made we got to keep our eyes focused on the cross our eyes focused on jesus and our eyes focused on the great i am all the days of our life. Austin, go ahead and finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely. Also, too, this is interesting news now. It apparently appears more issues with the election from November of last year. They're now stating that almost over 4,000 absentee ballots in Georgia did not have proper chain of custody deposited in drop boxes. Fulton County, one of 35 Schofield counties, was basically uh, significant on this. So, so in other words, there's no chain of custody for 67% an estimated 404,000 ballots of the estimated 600,000 absentee ballots vote by mail deposited in drop boxes. Meaning there, there is no way to go back and say this person pulled the box, signed for it, delivered it to this polling station, this voting booth or wherever they dropped it off at. This person signed for it and basically ended up registering the votes here. They don't have that. So it doesn't matter where the ballots came from. And I personally think over the next year, we're going to see more and more and more evidence that comes to light that's going to be, I hope, an eye-opener for some people. Because a lot of people have just been kind of like, oh, yeah, whatever. The election was lost, blah, blah, blah. And again, I've told you before, it wasn't like I was some huge, huge, oh, my gosh, Donald Trump's going to save the day. But the one thing about it that we have seen and we knew pretty much from the beginning is that Biden doesn't even know where he's at. I don't even think he knows what he ate for breakfast every day. I mean, he's, the, the man's got dementia. It's, it's almost embarrassing. It's sad. And I, I watched a video yesterday of him doing something. He, he, I mean, he was rambling and babbling and couldn't even collect himself for a, a sentence or two. And I was like, this is horrible. I mean, this, this is an embarrassment to our country. And people go, oh, you had the most votes ever in history. I'm like, yeah, really? Come on now. <laughs> like, this guy couldn't even pull a rally with more than 10 people. But again, we know what happened. We're going to continue 
to keep digging in and exposing what happened because we can't let this go. That's one thing about it. We have to continue to speak up about it, even if the courts won't address it, even if the Supreme Court will not even look at it, even if the old deep state sludge William Barr refused to investigate it. We still can make it known and say, listen, you stole it. We're not okay with it. We know you did it, but we're not going to forget about it. That's the biggest thing to me is we have to continue to speak up about the truth that's happening. If you guys need anything, be sure to give us a call or check out the website, healthmasters.com. The product of the week is the magnesium and mallet acid. As you guys know, every Wednesday, we have the product of the week changeover. You guys vote for whatever you want to vote for. Whatever you vote, it wins, whichever is the highest votes. And so we have the ultimate multiple chewable and the body balance krill oil, the Himla, are neck and neck right now as far as being voted on. So be sure to check those out on the website if you need anything. And uh, also to the viral protection kit and the GHI chai we do have on sale right now along with the food buckets and the meat buckets in stock as well. So please be sure to check that out if you need anything, healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Continue to speak the truth, my friends. Continue to stand up for your convictions. I appreciate you. Have an awesome weekend. Or excuse me, have an awesome night. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.